So last week we were talking about stronger prayers, stronger prayers. And um, I felt the Lord strongly tell me that we need to keep talking about it. I had so much feedback from people through the week that just said that it just kind of jump-started or initiated this different approach to prayers. Uh, we talked about the story of Joshua where he's fighting the battle and he's fighting five different nations and he's taking the nations and he's he's uh, knows that he is going to fight the battle and he stands in the middle of battle and he says he prays this crazy prayer that says son stand still and and it says in Joshua it says that there for for 24 hours God just kept the sun in place so Joshua would have daylight to be able to kill the enemies. It's such a great story. There's something about prayer that I think that all of us need to grow in. I don't know, maybe you got it down, but I know I can speak for myself that I'm trying to really, really become stronger and bolder when it comes to my prayer life. I, I think sometimes my prayers are too safe. I can't speak for yours, but sometimes I think I just go through the routine of prayer. But I believe that God is calling, not me, but I think he's calling all of us to a place to where we're going to say it. We're going to pray it. Son, stand still. I really believe that's what God wants us to do. I think he's tired of us sitting on the sideline and just, just praying, now I lay me down to sleep. That was good when I was three. But it don't have the same power as when I'm my age. <laughs> but we're going to talk about this because I want to I end with this. And I'm going to try to keep this word short because I'm gonna, we're going to put practice to what we're talking about today. And we're going to have some time of prayer at the end of the sermon. So I want you to turn your Bible to the Gospel of Luke. Luke, the 11th chapter. Luke, the 11th chapter. And uh, I, I want to just to encourage you in the word for just a moment. And, and I, I really believe this, that who you become is determined by how you pray. I'll say it again. Who you become is determined by how you pray. If you pray easy, soft prayers, you're going to have an easy, soft life. But I believe that if you pray bold and, and, and ferocious prayers, I believe you can walk into your office and your boss just wants to give you a raise just because you walked in. I believe that. I believe that you can walk in and just something's like, I don't know, it's something about you. I don't know what it is, but there's something about you that just makes me want to just elevate your life. I really believe that's the way God works. And so I believe who you become is determined by how you pray. And I wrote, I said this last week, because bold prayers are never prayed by weak people. And we are, we are the children of God and we shouldn't be weak. And we aren't weak and we need to pray the prayers, bold prayers to, uh, to teach us and to, to groom us to be able to become bold in our prayers. And so I want to talk to you today uh, from, the, from the, the chapter chapter 11 of the book of Luke. And, and, and we referenced it where Jesus is teaching the disciples the Lord's Prayer. This is how you pray. Our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be the name of thy kingdom. For the, and he, he teaches that. And, and I'm sure that, that it was like this really, really cool, maybe I just visualized just this moment like, wow, Jesus just taught us how to pray. I mean, I'm sure it was a moment where like, when Jesus teaches you how to pray, it's like, it's going to stick, you know. And so I'm sure there was this moment. But then Jesus shifts. And he goes into our reading today. And he, he begins to talk about in verse 5. In verse 5, he, he says this. He goes, then teaching more about prayer, 
he used this illustration, this parable. Jesus goes into a story. This is how you pray. This is the Lord's Prayer. And then he goes, yo, y'all, y'all, y'all come a little closer. And he goes, suppose you went to a friend's house at midnight wanting to borrow three loaves of bread. And you would shout up to him, a friend of mine just arrived for a visit and I've got nothing to give him to eat. And he would call down this friend from his bedroom and say, please don't ask me to get up. The door is locked for the night and we are all in bed. I just can't help you this time. So Jesus is kind of going into character, playing this thing out between this friend and, and this, this neighbor friend that's asleep and this friend that needs some food because he's got company that just came over to his house. And so he's, he goes into character and tells a story. But then Jesus gets out of character and he continues. He goes, but I'll tell you this. And he's speaking to the disciples that he's teaching. I'll tell you this, though he won't do it as a friend, if you keep knocking long enough, if you keep knocking long enough, he will get up and give you everything you want just because of your persistence. Somebody say persistence. And so it is with prayer. Keep on asking and you keep on getting. Keep on looking and you will keep on fighting. Knock and the door will be open. Everyone who asks receives and all who seek find. And the door is open to everyone who knocks. I want to talk to you today for a few moments on Stronger Together, Stronger Prayers, subtitled Opening Locked Doors. Opening Locked Doors. Pray over it. Father, thank you. For this atmosphere that we feel is so good. It feels so good in the house today. Spirit of God, be with me just for a few moments as I encourage your people. You know how we do it. I can't do it without you. But I believe there are some people under the sound of my voice that is about to step into a whole new season of prayer like they've never seen before. And they're not only going to just do it, but they're going to see the fruit of it. God, I, I, I speak that even now in Jesus' name. Everybody say Amen. Amen. Say, look at your neighbor because this is what we do in church. I know it's kind of goofy, but I like to do it. It gives me a time to breathe and get a drink of water. Look at your neighbor and say, it's time for the locked doors to open for your life. Just say. <laughs> Nothing is more frustrating than a locked door. You know, you've been there, you know, where you at Walmart. And you go in and you go to all, you, 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 don't, you realize you don't have your little, your, your keyless thing. And you go to all, the, and you see your keys sitting right there in the seat. And you just panic hits you, man. you just like, the good day just goes bad just like that. There's nothing more frustrating than a locked door. We talked about last week about having bold access. And I gave the analogy for my, my married, now married daughter, how she has bold access to our home still. She still has the garage door opener, so she can walk in at any time. I don't have to be there. She doesn't have to, she don't have to ask me. I'm her father, but she doesn't have to give, get permission for me to come over. She can come in. If we're not there, she's going to eat whatever's in the house. She don't even care. She walks in boldly, and I believe that's the way God wants us to be with our prayer life, that we come boldly, and then we know we've got the garage door opener. And, and so I, I, I was teaching that last week, but I remember the same daughter, the adult daughter, that, that can come boldly as an adult. I remember when she was about three or four years old, and Holly and I were, were, were reminded of this story last night. 
And, and Holly, and we think that Kaylee was a baby, maybe a newborn baby, but so it was, Hannah was about three or four. And so Holly goes outside just to get the mail from the mailbox. You, you moms, stay-home moms, you get it. And so she goes outside, and she comes back into the front door, and the door's locked. Little three-year-old Hannah, four-year-old Hannah, decided to go and turn. Well, you know, the sheer panic that you would feel like, oh, my gosh, what am I going to do? So Holly, being the smart mom she was, realized if I, I, I'm going to go to the backyard because the backyard, we had French doors, you know, where you could have the little glass panes and you can see. So she, so she gets down and she's like looking through the like, knock. Hannah comes there, you know, being all goofy because she is. And it's like, she's like, honey, honey, sweet schnookums. Schnookums, I need you to see that little thing. I need you to turn it, okay, and let mommy, mommy, mommy in. And, and you know, and so, and she goes, sweetie, sweetie, pumpkin, look at, look at mommy. You know, I, now, that's one way, and eventually Hannah opened up the door. That's one way to do it. But I noticed some other mamas. There's some other mamas that'd be like, you better open up that door right now before I get in and I bust you. I noticed some mamas that would do that, that would use their boldness to unlock that door. Now, I think Holly's perspective was good. I was like, babe, why didn't you just say, open that door right now? She goes, because I felt like that if, I, if she started crying, I would lose her and she would. So I, I used that tactic. But I don't even know if I was in that situation. I think I'd been so frustrated and I'd be like, you better open that door. I'm going to beat you and yo. I, I really believe I, I can't. I can't say that. I, I know that's not, you're not supposed to say beat you. Or, I know you're not supposed to do that anymore. But. But that was back in, in, the, in the late 90s, so it was all good then, early 2000s. But I believe that locked doors are only opened by bold prayers. And, and Beth Moore has a quote that says, we will never live bolder than we pray. We will never live bolder than we, we pray. And I believe that where our, our, our prayer goes, your faith follows. So if, you're, if your prayers are bold, your faith becomes bold. And, and, and it's like your prayer life begins to prop up everything that you do in your life. Your faith becomes to where you can say some crazy stuff about your situation, about your future, about your, your circumstance. Whatever it is, you can, you can speak because you know you now have this faith that is supporting this bold, crazy, sun, stand, still kind of prayer in your life. And I believe that we have to, to begin to train ourselves. And I use the word train intentionally because let's be honest, it's easy for us to just to kind of fall back on the easy prayer. But I believe we have to train ourselves to know what it's like. And Jesus is telling us in this parable. And he says when he was teaching them about prayer, he gives this great illustration where he goes to this, this, this friend's house and he's wanting to borrow three loaves of bread now I you have to understand this friend it's a friend with a friend let's say they're neighbors and he goes by he has some company that comes over and just maybe they just show up and they go hey I just I came over and he's realized I didn't even know you're coming I, I didn't even have a chance to go to Walmart I didn't even have a chance to do the Amazon fresh order I didn't even have a chance to do anything and you're here and it's midnight 
they show up. And this friend, this friend has the boldness to go to his neighbor's house and knock on the door at midnight and say, hey, I got some people that showed up and I need need some bread. Now, all of us can imagine getting that knock on our door. I'd be like, you crazy. Get off of my porch. It's exactly what the guy does in the story. But one thing that's very interesting to me about this friend is he asked for three loaves of bread. And, And it's a real simple thing that I thought was very strategic. He asked for three loaves of bread. And, and I believe that what we have to do, and in this story, I just want to give you three points today, is prayers that are bold in size. He didn't walk in and go, now if I was going to go, hey, just, just give us a few slices to get us through the night and I'll go shopping tomorrow at Walmart. I, you know, I ain't going to bother you. But get the idea of this. God says that we are to come boldly. And I think oftentimes that we are afraid to knock on the door late at night and ask God for some big stuff. I think that we're just like, oh God, because we're so just like, it's all good. It's, I, I like this. I, this is fine. I'm satisfied. You've been good to me. How many people believe God's been good to you? Yeah, you've been good to me, God, and I'm, I'm good. But here's the thing. I believe that we have to begin to get ourselves to the place where like, we're not afraid to knock on the door at midnight and ask for everything that we need. Just to walk up and say, you know what? I need three loaves. I can give you two. I ain't asked for two. I need three. I, I, need, I can give you one. No, I don't want one. I want three. I believe that we have to become bold with the size of our prayers. What are we asking God for? Our strategy must be bold. I, I challenged you last week. I asked this question. What does your bold prayer list look like? If you can, and we may do that today, if you can't decide what your bold prayer list looks like, we will have this easy, just kind of breezy, easy life of not really seeing God give us and do in our life everything that he desires to do. Because we just haven't been strategic. We haven't walked up and knocked on the door at midnight and says, I need three, God. I need three. I need this son saved. God, I need this son saved. I know he, act, he says he's saved, but God, you and me know that he ain't that saved. I, I need, and you need to be able to, to determine, I need three, God. I need three loaves from you. And to be able to walk up boldly and say, I need it. You have to do that. You have to go. Can you, can me ask you this question? Can you verify something that shows you are believing for big things? Can you verify something that you, that can, if I walked up to you and handed you the microphone, what is your bold prayer? Can you, do you have an answer? Do you have an answer? Because, listen, this is not a, a prayer story, but if you look at Jeff Bezos, who started Amazon, he started from his garage in Bellevue, Washington on July the 5th. He, he started it and he, he had the idea to do, I'm just going to oversee compact disc computer hardware, computer software, videos, and books. And now after that, after that, he has now a, a net worth of $140 billion. And I don't, I don't know, I guess they didn't get the picture, but there's a picture if you, if you look at him. He has in his little cramped office, he's got a sign on the wall with spray paint, the name Amazon. So you've got to determine what sign are you spray painting 
for your bold prayers? What sign are you spray painting for your bold prayers? What is the thing that you can say, this is what I'm believing God for? What are your three loaves that you're believing God for? So they walk up and he says, listen, I am going to pray a bold prayer. I need three loaves. Here, we're a church that believes in bold prayers. We are, we are building a new building coming out of a pandemic. There's many people that have told us, listen, no, don't, don't be crazy. Don't be going building something right now. Don't, don't, don't be doing that because that's a little cray-cray. That's a little cray. Just go rent a space. Just, just coast out. And I can't settle with that in my heart. Because I believe that God wants us to be bold, to speak something, and to say, listen, not only are we going to build a beautiful new building, but it's going to be paid for in Jesus' name. It's bold. We've got to be able to put our hands on it and, and paint the sign that says, this is what my bold prayer looks like. We do not see God do big things because we are not satisfied at, because we are satisfied asking for small things. I'll say it again. We do not see God do big things because we are satisfied asking God for small things. I'll just take a half a loaf of bread. I'm good. I won't bother you. I won't, I won't bother you. Just a slice of bread. I'll take it back and we'll cut it up into 20 little tiny pieces. I ain't gonna, I'm not satisfied with 20 tiny pieces. I want everything that God has for me. Everything that God has for me. And then he says this. He goes, suppose you went to a friend's house at midnight. And, and, and a friend of mine had just arrived for a visit and I have nothing to give him. And he would call down from his bedroom. Please don't ask me to get up. The door's locked for the night. I can't help you at this time. And then Jesus tells him, says, but I tell you, though he won't do it as a friend, if you keep knocking long enough, if you keep knocking long enough, he will get up and give you everything you want. Because here's the thing. If you're praying bold friends, they may not come. If you're praying for bold prayers, it may not come through your friends. Sometimes you've got to separate yourself from people that you think are there to help you with, uh, achieve the bold prayers that you're praying. It may not be your friends. That's what Jesus said. He goes, it may not it may not happen through a friend. He may not do it as a friend, but if you keep knocking, he's going to do it because you're bold and you're stepping in and you're declaring, listen, I need this and I need you to give it to me. Jesus is talking about our prayer life, that we have to be bold. Here's the next point. Prayers have to be bold, that are bold in stubbornness. Where are all the stubborn people at? That's what I thought. That's what I thought. That's what I thought. Because I, I know half of you, raised, some of you raised your hand, but the other ones don't want to admit when you're stubborn. I'm talking to all the stubborn people. If you're stubborn about everything in life, you are prime candidate to be stubborn in your prayers. I need some stubborn people praying for me. If you are stubborn, we, you need to be stubborn in your prayers. Don't be stubborn in life, but be soft in your prayers. God has wired you to be a little bit like, oh, no, that ain't going to happen. God has wired you that way. Use it for the glory of God. Use it for the benefit of your prayer life. Be stubborn. Now let me ask you, where are all the stubborn people at? Now, here they are now. I thought, I thought, yeah, a little speech helped you. It helped you. Stubborn prayers are designed to do this, to deal with us. They're designed to deal with us. They are designed to see if we have what it takes to push bold prayers when we're faced with resistance. 
Will you keep knocking when somebody won't answer? Stubborn people will, man, they're going to do this. Mm. Mm, I ain't ain't moving. I don't care what you say. I ain't apologizing. I ain't doing it. I don't care. And, And if you're wired that way, you are wired to keep knocking until God answers the door. Until God shows up for you, you've got to know that it's to deal with us. It's to help us. It's to, it's to strengthen us. We've got to keep knocking. Will you keep knocking when the bank says no? Will you keep knocking when everything seems hopeless? Will you, will you keep knocking when they won't return your call? Will you keep knocking even though they're getting deeper into addiction? Are you going to keep knocking? I'm looking for some praying mamas that you've kept knocking all these years. When your kids have been crazy, you say, listen, I'm going to check them off one by one. I'm going to keep knocking until I see God do what he's going to do in their life. You've got to be, I'm looking for some stubborn mamas and daddies that say, listen, you ain't, you, the enemy is not going to have my children. You got to keep knocking. You got to keep knocking. Prayer doesn't change God. It changes us. There's got to be, there's got to be this stubbornness that's got to raise up in us. I, I love the story of Jacob where he was wrestling with an angel and it's some say it was a man and, and he says this, let, the man says, let me go for it is daybreak. But Jacob replied, I will not let go until you bless me. You've got to be the stubborn one that says, listen, I'm not letting go of this. Even though it looks like I've written it on a, on a piece of paper, this bold prayer 20 years ago, and the, and, the, and the paper is tattered, and I don't know what it, you're going to have to write it on a new piece of paper and keep praying the bold prayer for your life. I will not let go until you bless me. We need some stubborn prayer people. And says, listen, I'm going to keep praying. I don't care what anybody says. Let the world change around me. Let culture try to determine what's going to happen next. I'm here to tell you I'm going to keep praying. Got to keep knocking. And I believe it's to help us to be powered in private. Stubborn people that, are, that pray bold prayers do their best work in private. They do their best work in private. They know how to shut the door and says, hey, honey, kids, Go on and turn on your show. Mom's got to go in here. Dad's got to go in here and shut the door for a minute. I got to get along with God because I'm not letting go until he blesses his family. I'm not letting go. You realize that your best work is done in your private prayer time. You don't have to have a church service to help you pray. You know how to touch God right where you're at. You know how to wake up in the middle of the night and put both your feet on the floor and walk around your bed a few times. You know what it's like. You do your best work in private. Jesus teaches this in Matthew. He says, but when you pray, go into your room and shut the door and pray to your father who is in secret. And your father who sees in secret will reward you publicly. You do your best work in private. I love the prophet Elisha who had the Shunammite, the Shunammite woman that her son died. And he promised her a son. The son dies. And, and the Shunammite woman puts puts the dead son on the prophet's bed, and Elisha shows up and he shuts the door. The Bible says that he lays on the dead son until life begins to come back into his body. He realized he had to shut the door. you got to determine what you've got to shut the door to. you got to realize that some of the best miracles in your, in your life are going to come because you know when and how to shut the door. You do your best work in 
private. I, Peter runs everybody out of the room when a, when a dead girl named Tabitha, she died. And Peter says, all right, all y'all got to leave. You got to leave. And he shuts the door and he prays and Tabitha comes back to life. Even Jesus raised Jairus' daughter. And he, he raised him and he says, he, he says it, he, when he, Jesus came into the ruler's house and saw the flute players and the noisy crowd wailing, he said to them, make room for the girl is not dead but she is sleeping. And here's what they did. They laughed at him. But when the crowd was put outside, he went in, shut the door, and took her by the hand, and the girl arose. All three stories concerning three dead things, three dead people. If you've got some dead stuff in your life, you're going to have to shut the door. You've got to, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. You have to have, you have to understand bold miracles happen because of bold prayers. And some people can't be in the room when you are praying bold prayers. I don't care how good they play the flute. It doesn't matter how good the music is. Did you hear what the scripture said? They were playing sad funeral music. And Jesus said, hey, listen, this ain't a funeral anymore. I'm coming here to raise her from the dead. Y'all got to leave. Some people, it doesn't matter how good they are in your life, you've got to shut the door so you know that you do your best work in private. I named this sermon Open and Locked Doors, but it could have been named Lock and Open Doors. It could have been you have to know what doors you need to lock because you can't go bold with your prayers if your door is open to everybody, you've got to know when to shut the door. This is about us growing in our prayer life and become bold. So what are your prayers building that you cannot see? Bold prayers privately produce bold blessings publicly. Bold prayers privately produce bold blessings publicly. We're, we're going to do it. But here's my last point. Prayers that are bold in spite of blank here's my thing Jordan I want you to come up and start playing here's my thing you and I have got to fill in the blank today you've got to say what is keeping me from really having the courage to pray bold prayers what is the thing that is keeping you we're going to pray in a moment, one, one, one story. Because I feel like that people are afraid to pray boldly. I feel like people are trying to keep it safe because there's people that are, that are, that are disappointed, that you've been disappointed through your prayer life. I'm talking to seasoned people, that you've been heartbroken. I was thinking of a story, Kirby, you'll remember this. Kirby's great friend of mine, was on staff at the church years ago. Kirby and another guy that was on staff, Michael, was a great friend of mine still. All three of us went, we, we went cliff jumping at Possum Kingdom. 30, 40 foot cliffs. And, and we were just, we were kind of went just to do like a little prayer retreat and just to hang out, just brothers just hanging out. And so we decided, and we've never done this before, but we decided we're going to jump off these cliffs. And, and so it's a, there are about 30, 40, 50 foot cliffs. And, you know, we, we man, we, we man, we ain't scared. We, we, we get up there. 
and it was interesting. So we finally go, okay, who's going first? I don't know. You, you go. No, I, finally, I don't know who it was, but one of us went. Then the next one went. Then the next one went. And so we went and swam out of that, climbed back up, and we did it again. And we did it again. And you know what happened the more we did it? If you said that it got easier, that's the wrong answer. Because remember, Kirby, it didn't get easier. And that always stuck with me. Because I always thought, if I keep doing this, it'll be easier. And, and so I remember we were going to do it one more time. And I remember this, Kirby, like it was yesterday. We looked at each other. It was like, y'all want to do it one more time? It's like, I think somebody said, well, I mean, I'm good. I'm ready to go if y'all are. And we are like, oh, yeah, let's go, let's go. And so, so we, we walked off. And that story stuck with me because I thought, God, I, I, I stepped out there and I did something that was scary. But I couldn't quite shake the fear of it. And it hit me. Years later, it hit me. It's because I could not control what was below the surface. What, what if there was a boulder that just happened to show up and I jumped in and I hit that and I couldn't shake the fear of the unseen? And I believe this. This is what the Lord laid on my heart with our prayer life. It's, it's putting ourselves out there, letting hanging tin on the edge of that cliff of our bold prayers. And we fear what if there is something below the surface that will keep it from happening in my life. And so we, we go, I'm good. If I say it, if I pray it, how mad is it going to make the devil? Is he going to come after me in a greater way? Is he going to try to attack my family? How mad is it going to make the enemy if I say it? What's below the surface that I can't see that keeps me from going, I'm good. Here's my prayer for you. In spite of, what blank do you need to fill in today? What is, what is it? I, I will pray boldly. I will pray boldly in spite of the unknown, in spite of what I've gone through, in spite of, of the pain, in spite of some failures, in spite of messing up, in spite of, of disappointing my family, disappointing God, disappointing the situation, in spite of my past. I'm still going to come boldly. I'm going to hit the garage door opener and I'm going to walk in like it's my house. I'm going to be bold even though I've got a messed up past. That's the thing. You can hang tin on that cliff and you can jump boldly into your prayers. You can be bold again and you, you don't have to. You can step out on faith. You don't have to worry about what's underneath. You can be free today. Here's my prayer for you. We're going to have some time right now to where we are going to come boldly. 
And I don't know if there's enough altar space, if you feel comfortable coming, but I want everybody to stand to your feet. And I asked Jordan, Jordan is anointed, he's a great friend of mine, and he's anointed to play in this atmosphere. And I want to just pray an opening prayer, but then I want you to come boldly. And, and if you're able to, I want you to actually come boldly. I want you to walk up. I want you to find a place. There's plenty of space over there by that black curtain. There's plenty of space over there by that black curtain. And I want you not to allow shame of your past, shame of what you did. I don't want you to be afraid of what's underneath the surface. I want you to jump off this bold cliff prayer. I want you to begin to build your life accordingly and say, listen, I'm going to keep praying boldly because even though I've been disappointed, I refuse to play it safe anymore. I'm going to jump into the deep end of my life. I'm going to jump into the deep end. And when you come up here, just everybody just, just get on your knees. We're praying. I'm not going to lead you. Just find a place at the altar. Find a place at the altar and begin to come boldly. If you're able to, if you're physically not able to, I want you to do just to do it right there at your pew. Just sit down or turn around and you can use your seat as an altar. I want you to come boldly right now. For some of you that you have been fear, you've, your heart is broken because of disappointment. I know what it's like. Be truthful. You've halfway blamed God. And it's okay. We've all done it. God, why didn't you answer the prayer? I prayed it. You know I did everything, God. I crossed the T's. I I dotted the I's. I did everything. I checked my heart and you didn't heal them. You didn't fix them. You didn't save the marriage. And God, I'm so frustrated because I don't even want to pray boldly anymore because I'm afraid I'm going to be disappointed again. But God, I just speak right now over every person that is crying out to you. That God, that right now, that there is not going to be any more fear of what's below the surface. We're not going to be worried about the boulders of if or what if. And if it doesn't come to pass, we're going to be free from that. And we're going to come into your throne boldly. We're going, to be a, uh, we're going to be one that is going to knock on the door and say, God, I need you to wake up. I know it's midnight. I know I'm facing, but I'm going to ask for something boldly. I'm going to walk in because I know I have access to you. So right now, I'm just going to pray an opening prayer. Then I'm going to, I'm going to be silent. Jordan is going to pray, and I want you. And I'm even going to encourage you. What's your prayer bold list? Maybe you need to get a piece of paper. Maybe you need to pull out your phone, pull out your notes, and begin to say, here's my, here's my bold list. Because what good is prayer if it has no target? Put a target today. Paint the Amazon sign with spray paint today. Put a target. So, Father, right now in the name of Jesus, I speak boldness to come back to your people. I speak boldness to come back to the prayers, God. I speak boldness to come back even though they've been praying for this for years. I speak boldness to come back for the ones that have failed you, God. God, let them know. Let them know your redeeming grace and your mercy, God. God, that we make mistakes, but we can still come boldly, God. That you don't hold it over our head anymore, but we can be free. We can be free, so God... Do it now. Come on, let's pray. Go ahead, Jordan. Oh, 